The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace, hope, joy, and love be to you from God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, born unto us this day. Amen. This day, this evening, is an evening filled with memories and probably nostalgia and tradition for each and every one of us. Maybe the sort of nostalgia comes rushing back because of a certain song that you hear in church or on the radio. Or maybe it's a familiar smell that brings back those memories. Or maybe it's a space, a space like this, a space part of a long-standing or perhaps even new tradition in your family. You see, we find such comfort in the familiar. And that's why we like to tell those stories. We like to reminisce. We like to think about Christmas's past. And oh, are there stories to share. Growing up in our family, Christmas Eve was always spent with my mother's side of the family. It was either at our house or at one of my aunt's houses. And there was a very clear itinerary. You arrive, you eat, you do dishes. You help with dishes. Because you don't open gifts until dishes are done. And then you go to church. Rinse and repeat year after year, and it was exciting year after year as well. In our own household, we had those traditions. My personal one was to wake up pre-dawn to assess how Santa had felt we'd done that year. I was the first one up in the house every year, and I took it upon myself to be the assessor. 
right? To take account of what we had, to make neat piles for myself, my three brothers, and parents, so that we could be really efficient three hours later when the rest of the household woke up. And now as a parent myself, I hate me for doing that, but that's another story for another time. I mean, I even think back to that one magical year where I got downstairs and I, yes, I had the biggest gift under the tree for the first time. But more important, it wasn't even a one from Santa. It was from my oldest brother, Josh. Now, Josh and I have, how do you say, butted heads over the years. And so it felt like a Christmas miracle. This is what Christmas is about, right? This is reconciliation. This is love. This is, this is it. This is the miracle we've been waiting for. And so I waited for everyone to wake up and very quickly decided that was the first gift that needed to be opened. So I tore open the paper, ripped open this giant box, and then saw, wow, he packed this really well. And so I started pulling out what must have been the equivalent of like 10 Chicago Sun-Times worth of paper to arrive at the bottom where I found staring back at me, a cinder block with a coloring book and a couple of loose crayons. I've clearly let it go over the years. Um, it's, you know, just saying I have gotten over it. But we have memories, good and bad, that sort of define this time of the year for us. We love traditions in our lives. But the truth of the matter is, in this last year and a half or two years has taught us that nothing is forever. Things change. Even if they're familiar things, they can change. And maybe, maybe in this moment, that's the promise, that this too will change. This too will pass and be different at some point in the future. The way we've lived our lives has fundamentally changed, which is why we start to talk in new ways now. How many of you have ever said this in the last year and a half? Well, before the pandemic, right? Or pre-pandemic, right? It's the good old days. As if one day I'm going to regale future generations with just what a great person I was because I sat at home on my couch for the sake and safety of others for months on end. Truly a martyr if there ever was one, right? But we talk in those terms because we keep time. And that's exactly what happens tonight in our gospel, in those days. That's how Luke starts it, with a timestamp. In those days, in those days, there was an emperor who thought he was so important, so powerful, that he could count all the people in the entire world, at least those worth counting. Because you see, in those days, there were shepherds who weren't really worth counting. And so they had to stay in their fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. In those days, though, there were expecting couples who had to figure out the logistics of travel in order to arrive on time to participate in that long-honored tradition of bureaucracy, right? In those days, in those days, this story, as I read it, feels so boring. It's so mundane. It's a wonder why we keep telling it year after year after year. Even the birth itself is unremarkable. One sentence. We get all dressed up to come to church. Pastor took a shower this afternoon for one sentence tonight. And the sentence sounds like this. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. That's it. 
That's the story tonight. And if you blink, you're going to miss it. But if there's one thing I've learned in my life, is that the story of the birth of a child is the stuff of legacy and lore. It's the story that we keep recounting time after time after time. Even the most minute details take on this huge significance in our lives. I can vividly remember, as we were awaiting the birth of our first son, the episode of The Office that we watched in the hospital room, which, fittingly enough, was the episode where Jim and Pam had their first baby. Coincidence, I think not, right? I remember the taste of the Chipotle burrito that I ate after the twins were born. Best burrito I've ever had in my life. I was a little sleepy after the birth, right? And then, then I remember getting the twins home and keeping their little identification bracelets on their ankles until they fell off for fear of mixing them up and causing some sort of future switched-at-birth existential crisis, right? We keep these stories and these memories because these are important things. And yet tonight, our story is just so mundane. But it's in the midst of this mundane and average story about an average couple that the divine clashes with the human, and something fundamentally changes. It ushers in a new era. It's a new tone and a new time. Suddenly, this is how we hear people speaking. To you, this day, this day is born a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This day is a day of good news, of great joy for all the people. This day, Day, the titles reserved previously for emperors and emperors alone now apply to a child laying in a manger. Messiah, Savior, bringer of peace, this is the child. This day, we gather to worship alongside of the shepherds to give thanks once more and for the first time for the birth of our Lord and Savior this day. This day day, you see, is so important for us. This day we hear about peace for the world, and it's truthfully been hard to find peace in our world the last few years. Peaceful is one of the last words I would use to apply to the experience of the last few years amidst the politics, the pandemic, and so much more. We have mourned collectively so many things these last few years. We've mourned the loss of livelihoods and loved ones. We've mourned the loss of routines as well as time-honored traditions. A reminder, we didn't gather for Christmas Eve last year in this space. Indeed, we are seeing this anew for the first time. And yet, in the midst of all of this that's swirling around us, this day, we celebrate a God who is with us this day. Emmanuel, God who's been with us each and every step of the way through the good and the bad, through the joys and the struggles, through all that is going on around us. God has and will continue to forever be present with us in the midst of these experiences. And I hope that as you leave this sanctuary this day or as you walk away from your TV this day, that you can keep that promise on your hearts that God is with us. 
that God is with us no matter what the experience, that God is with us in the mundane as well as in the extraordinary. Because tonight is an extraordinary night. It is the birth of our Savior. It is an opportunity to offer prayer, praise, and thanksgiving for God's love incarnate once more. So I pray that you leave with that gift on your hearts and that you have yourself a very merry Christmas. Thanks be to God. Amen.